Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, it is our uh, happy hour headlines brought to you by Kickstand Cocktails, Kickstand Real Spirits, Crushable Spice. Check them out on Twitter at Drink Kickstand. Only 105 calories, no added sugar, 3 grams of carbs. Perfect for your tailgating. Perfect if you're a Titans fan and you had to sit through that Monday night football game. Hey, let's talk to an expert about this and everything that went on. Matt Miller from ESPN, ESPN's uh, draft analyst and insider at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm with you. I, I think you need all the all the stuff after after that game Monday <laughs> night. Um, it, it was something. I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about it. Are you? I don't know if we are. We it's been a rough <laughs> week here in Nashville. I'm not gonna lie, Matt. But I did notice. Uh, that one of your tweets was, man, A.J. Brown is impacting two games <laughs> right yeah. now, clearly yeah. for the Eagles, and obviously the Titans are missing them. Yeah, certainly. And I think it's too easy to just blame it all on A.J.'s gone and you know the guys like Traylon Burks have not yet acclimated and stepped up to that role, which is to be expected from a rookie receiver, right? But it's, I think some of the problems that we saw in the postseason last year are still plaguing this team. And you can make excuses and point to Taylor Lewan getting hurt. You can point to Tannehill, like, really just holding the ball in the pocket. That was one of my, like, big takeaways from the game early Monday night was, God, the ball's got to come out so much faster than it is. And so mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of different areas you can you can look at right now and say, hey, this just it, – it's not working. But, you know, I, I thought that was – the most undisciplined game I've seen the Titans play since Mike Vrabel became the head coach. And I would, I would think the, you know, kind of the influence headed into the Raiders game this weekend is we got to stop committing the penalties. Um, we got to stop turning the ball over and, and just have to play with a little more urgency all around because, you know, that, that game was, was tied at the end of the first quarter. I think people forget that because the way it ended up, but it, it was yeah. close in, in even a halftime. It was still like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a pretty good game. And then I mean, the, the train kind of the debacle. Track. Yeah, oh my God, exactly. it was. And you, that, you don't expect that. Like you think they're going to come out. Okay, we've adjusted. We're fired up. But instead, it was just the Bills came out and just kind of pushed down on the, the gas pedal a little bit more than the Titans did. Obviously, the offensive line struggling big time. But uh, Nicholas Petit Frere, and I know uh, he's probably one that you watched coming out. Um, in, in this year's draft, and obviously Titans fans didn't really expect that he would be in a starting role, but he build, beat out Dylan Radins. Um And honestly, I thought he looked pretty good for a rookie on a struggling offensive line or has looked pretty good on an entire line that struggled. What, it, what did you think about him coming out? Did you think he was in a position where he could step in and play right away in the league? Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see See us? us? 
Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Yeah, so I was actually a pretty big fan of his, especially if you went back to the 2020 tape. I thought he looked – he got exposed a little bit at the end of the year last year just as Ohio State got into some better play. Um, but I did think that he was someone that was like, there is some starter potential here, especially if it wasn't at left tackle where he was at for the Buckeyes. So I'm with you. I don't think he's looked bad. You know, it, it hasn't been a situation where through two weeks I've watched both games. It's not a situation where you're like, oh, my God, they got to get him out of here. Or how did he beat, beat out Dylan Raiden? I, I think he's, he's holding his own, especially in situations where, you know, you've played teams with great pass rushers, especially Buffalo. It's not just Von Miller. It's they have young guys like Greg Russo who had a really good game on Monday night. So I think with, with Nicholas especially, like, the arrow is pointing up there. And, and I do think you could argue maybe outside of Nate Davis, he's probably been the best lineman for the Titans so far, which you love to see that from somebody who wasn't a first-round pick and, as you said, wasn't really expected to have to jump into this spot so quickly. No doubt. Traylon Burks also um... – you know, with some big shoes to fill, and I think that's unfair when you you look at an A.J. Brown that has departed, and, and of course, Burt's, you know, everybody likened him to A.J. Brown coming out of Arkansas, which is probably unfair, yeah. too. But we uh, just looking from week one to week two, and I don't know if you were able to kind of watch exactly what he was able to do in week one and week two, but clearly targeted a little bit more, clearly more involved uh, in week two. What have you seen from Burks as far as growth. Yeah, you're right. He has been targeted more. And I think that's kind of the fun thing to see is the way that he's, you know, going from a player that was inside a lot at Arkansas, played a lot in the slot. Now he's going to have to play a lot more outside, which I know was something that was talked about in training camp. And there's going to be a little bit of an acclimation there, but I do think he has played well. And you, people are going to pull up the box score and be like, what are you talking about? He has like seven catches, right? But I, I think <laughs> yeah. when he's had the opportunities, and as I mentioned, you know, it's, He's the type of route runner that's going to dominate like A.J. did on slants and comebacks. Those are timing-based routes. And as I said earlier, when your quarterback's timing is off, when he's holding the ball in the pocket, we're not seeing Ryan Tannehill, you know, one, two, three steps throw. There are so many times where he's, you know, hesitating. And I'm talking about, like, passes that he throws and are ultimately completed or passes that are thrown to open players. There's way too many opportunities that are getting missed right now. So maybe some of that is on the young receiving core. Maybe some of that's on Ryan not trusting, you know, kind of a, a new offensive line in some ways. But I think for what Trey has been asked to do, and especially like someone who didn't have the easiest go of, over the summer, you know, with, with the not being able to practice at times or, you know, concerned about reps and conditioning, I think what we've seen through two weeks is pretty encouraging. And now I, I, hopefully they get to a point where they can start building some game plans around him, especially this is a team that's built for, for play-action passing, and, and he should be a player that should really benefit from that. Let me let me flip the sides. Matt Miller, ESPN, um, we understand Harold Landry is out, so that's going to take some away from the pass rush when you're talking about the linebackers. Yeah. Um, but – I'm more focused right now on the inside linebackers. I thought I would see a little bit more out of Zach Cunningham and David Long Jr. What you seeing out of those guys? I'm a little surprised. Well, I, I know I saw a tweet that I think pro football focus was pretty high on those guys. But I, I think mm-hmm. just having observed the two games, like I haven't charted the, the inside right. linebackers, you know, but I, I've watched both games. For me, what stood out was just times where you're expecting them to take away that middle of the field passing game and, and they're not 
or you know, especially against a team like Buffalo with Josh being yeah. such a great runner, you're expecting them to step up and fill some of those gaps to take away some of that, you know, A B gap running that he's so good at. And it that just wasn't there. And especially for two players who are are athletic. And especially mm-hmm. Zach, when he was coming out of college, it was like, Hey, this is the prototype of length and speed and range and I don't think that that didn't show up for me watching Monday night. So that's not to say they're not talented players, but when you look at the other side and you look at what Matt Milano was doing, that dude was a beast on Monday night. Yes. Or you look at uh, Tremaine Edmonds with range, and, and he's a player that's a similar athletic profile to Zach Cunningham. And you're looking at the mm-hmm. plays that those guys are making, I think it's fair to be like, all right, wait, like, look what they're doing versus look what we're doing. And <laughs> by the way, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is, you know, a, a part of that defense as well. So you have, like, you have the weapons. It's just, I think, you know, getting people – Especially, you know, with the young secondary, Caleb Farley got tested pretty heavily uh, Monday, and, and will again this week. Roger McCreary really got tested a lot. I, I think that's made it a little tougher for the front seven to operate how they would like to because, you know, the ball is coming out hot when, when you see those young corners out there. Matt Miller is with us at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter. If you want to hit him up, ESPN Draft Analyst and Insider. Let's kind of switch gears since we have you, Matt, because um, I'm not sure if, you know, you realize that there's a, uh, a pretty big college game <laughs> here in Tennessee. I've got a ball for life sitting next to me. So there's a lot, clearly there's a lot of Tennessee balls fans here. Um, but just looking kind of ahead, you know, you, I know you watch a lot of college ball because you've got to analyze all these guys coming out, and there's been a lot of talk, at least about Florida's quarterback and, and what he's good at and what he's not good at, and obviously he's coming into this game banged up, but what have you seen from Anthony Richardson at Florida um, from a game standpoint as far as, you know, anything next level, where he struggles, where he does well? I mean, he's ridiculously talented but i'm just not sure if you can see the field or or see things it's almost like he doesn't see or recognize things but i'm not sure what do you see from him no i think you're right Uh, for a player that there's so much potential there's so much hype you know after week one they were ready to give him the heisman you know and i can say because i'm i've been very cautious with him like i didn't put a first round grade on him i did a way too early mock draft and i didn't put him in the first round because you know, we saw him play in five games last year, but it was just limited time. Like, he wasn't the guy. And so I think what we've seen this year is no touchdown passes. Let's remember that. He has not thrown a touchdown pass yet. He's thrown four interceptions. He is under uh, or right at, like, 50% completion percentage. So as a passer, it's just not there yet. And a lot of people will remember me as the guy that put on a case for Josh Allen because I said he can develop. The traits are there. The mechanics need work. And, by the way, he's throwing to people that are not NCAA caliber wide receivers at Wyoming. The difference is with Anthony Richardson, similarly, you know, a great athlete, but he has NFL talent around him. You know, he has those players. And so it's not a matter of, hey, the level of competition is, is not there. He doesn't have a good supporting cast. For Richardson, I don't know that there's an excuse outside of, you know, this will be like his seventh career start against Tennessee at Neyland Station, which is now going to be a great environment for him. So I'm, no. I'm excited to watch that game. It was, it was my game of the week to watch, not just because of Richardson, but because, you know, uh, Hooker's playing great this year. Hopefully we mm-hmm. see Cedric Tillman out there. He's one of my favorite receivers in the country. Um, it, it's definitely a, a matchup that, that looks – not only is it one of the great rivalries in college football, 
it's back to a game that has legitimate draft prospects that people like myself really have to hone in on. You, you've been able to keep an eye on um, Brew McCoy. How, what, how do you think he's adjusting to uh, being, being able to get back out there and, you know, start to play again? Yeah, man, I'm a Texas fan. Brew McCoy just broke my heart. <laughs> like, yeah. He's been everywhere, right? So it's yep. like, I, I have been able to, to keep an eye on And I think what we're seeing is some of that potential that was always there. It's funny, we were talking about A.J. Brown and Traylon Burks. He's built just like those yep. guys. When you see him out there making plays, it's like, okay, I see you. 6'3", 225. You can just kind of out-muscle players. It's almost like a small forward at times with the way he can play. So. Uh, this is going to be a big game for him if Cedric can't go. You know, where he he's probably the guy for Hendon Hooker. And Florida always has dogs in the secondary. They, they, they have players, right? And so I think that it, it should make it fun. You know, we haven't seen Brew break out yet. Um, the pit game, I know he had a touchdown. But this, mm-hmm. could be, this could be his coming out party and remind folks that throughout all the USC, Texas stuff, he's, <laughs> he's still one of the best players in, in high school when he was coming out. Yeah. I want to go back to Cedric Tillman because it, it looks like we're probably not going to see him on Saturday, but you did say one of your favorite receivers in the country. What does he look like as a pro? Oh, my gosh. I think that he can be a, a number one receiver in the NFL, uh, first and foremost. He's, he's improved so much. I think my favorite thing is, obviously, at 6'3", 215, he can run those underneath routes and beat you with body positioning, but you know, we've seen him now just be able to track the ball better. I think there's a little bit more comfort and confidence when he has to go either shoulder down the field, when he's asked to take the top off of the defense. He's not, you know, just, with air quotes, he's not just a possession receiver anymore. He's really rounded out his game. And as we look ahead super early to this year's receiver class, there's not a lot of big guys. You know, Jackson Smith and Jig was small. Uh, Kayshawn Booty uh, is not very big at LSU. Jordan Addison at USC is sub six foot, 175 pounds. There's not that, hey, this this dude like a Drake London, you know, can take over a game with his size and win at the catch point. Cedric Tillman can do that. So I'm excited uh, to, to see how this season plays out. Like you said, it, it doesn't sound like he's going to play. I really hope he does just because, you know, this is such an important matchup for both schools. Love it. Matt Miller with ESPN. By the way, you were uh, dead right on Josh Allen, huh? <laughs> you get, you know, you get one right, you can kind of hang your hat on it for a while. People forget all the ones you're wrong about if you, if you get a Josh Allen right. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good one because there's a lot of people that said that would not work out, and it's looking. Uh, trust me, Titans fans got it up close yes. and personal. So yeah, <laughs> well done. Hey, Matt Miller, thanks for spending time with us. We appreciate it. You bet, guys. Thanks. Have a great appreciate day, it, Matt. There you go, ESPN draft analyst and insider Matt Miller. At NFL Draft Scout on Twitter if you want to hit him up. Does a good job.